This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the 76ers Insiders Podcast, part of the 76ers Podcast Network. I'm Matt Murphy, joined by Lauren Rosen. And there's a lot going on right now in Sixers land. Training camp practices wrapping up, media day prior to that, and then preseason games right around the corner as we record this on a Sunday ahead of the first preseason game on Monday. Lauren, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Sixers, a lot to look forward to. How are you doing as the season is upon us? It seems like it got here fast, but it is exciting nonetheless. I'm going to be honest. I'm very excited. I love the season. I love the fact that things start are starting to feel like they're going a little bit back to normal. Last year was really tough, I think, on players, fans, staff, everybody. Um, I love the preseason as well because it feels like you're sort of creeping towards the real thing um, and you get to sort of see the pieces start to fit together. And obviously there's a ton going on within, without the organization. Um, it's an exciting time. There is a lot of buzz. There's a lot of noise, but I've been really impressed by the way that the group has sort of navigated through training camp, has galvanized together at training camp. It seems like the vibes are really strong. We're seeing a lot of smiles at practice. Um, we're hearing a lot of thoughtfulness in media, and, and I'm really excited about about what this season's going to have to offer. It is good to be back in the gym at here at the 76ers training complex. The, the sun shining through and the players meeting with media in person. It's definitely a return to normalcy in that sense. We're going to talk a little bit more about training camp and some takeaways there from the early practices this season, get into the preseason schedule with what's to come there. I do want to talk about your media day one-on-ones towards the end as well. we got to talk about yours too, Murph. Come on. True, true. But yours have been the ones leading us out of the gate with uh, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Doc Rivers. The list goes on and on. So we'll talk about those a little more in depth towards the end and some of the best moments there that fans should be looking out for. But as we talk about the run of show for the the Sixers season, it started last week with media day on Monday when those one-on-ones were took place, I should say. So what did you make of Media Day? I think a lot of people didn't know what Media Day was going to look like. And I think the second that Danny Green came in with a boombox and was just <laughs> getting everybody involved. I mean, he started with his teammates, obviously. The, the group was, was together prior to meeting with media. But then as soon as he came out and, and saw the staff and saw media, um, he's walking around with a boombox, channeling a little bit former Sixer Dwight Howard, which is something I asked him about in his one-on-one interview. That's something that Dwight used to do a lot. And Danny is sort of carrying that torch. Obviously, there, there are very few veterans in in this game that are as well respected as Danny Green but it was cool to see him come out ready for a new season but obviously very intentional about wanting to set the tone properly and give the group something to smile about give the group something to dance about and his vibes all day were, were absolutely unmatched so I think as soon as he set the tone that way um, things were were off to the races at least for us um, for context you and I you were up in in general media and you were able to ingest all the content and everything that was going on at general media all day. I was downstairs doing our one-on-one interviews. We tried to switch off unsuccessfully. I was not able to make it up to general media at all. We even timed it out and everything. We thought we were going to be 60 seconds away from either station. It it didn't quite work out that way, but we did get all the content we needed up at the the general media and downstairs in the one-on-ones, which by the way, are all on YouTube or, or are being rolled out on the Sixers YouTube channel right now don't turn us off we're gonna have a really good podcast for the next 20 or so minutes stay tuned because we're gonna give you the time maybe not the exact time codes we're gonna give you the areas of those interviews 
to go check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot the of Easter stuff. eggs. There, we. It was the first time too in a while that we've been able to just like sit down and have extended conversations with these guys in person. I did a lot of interviews over Zoom in the last year and a half, and Media Day was cool because it reminded me how much better it is to just interact in person. Um, and so that's something that I'm going to continue to try to be really intentional and grateful about as we move forward. You talked about general media. That's, I mean, Danny Green had the boombox everywhere. But when he brought it up there, the vibes were a little bit different with the, the all the national and local r- reporters in the interview area, like the general interview area where I was most of the day. And, and Danny brought the boombox and was trying to get everybody a little more excited. Bring the levity. And he does then, a really good job of that. Later on, I think right after, Tyrese Maxey sat down, and, and the reporters have masks on. We all had masks on. And, and he looks at everyone, and he goes, why does everyone look so serious? <laughs> so that things <laughs> like that, the players, just that face-to-face interaction. And then he had the viral clip of identifying Paul Hudrick, a, a reporter that covers the team. Saying, also known as Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul, uh, it's good <laughs> to see you in person. I've only ever seen you on the computer screen. Um, he's like, could you repeat your question? Because he was just enamored by looking someone face-to-face that he only knew virtually for a full season, his full rookie season. And then from media day, the practices started. So they practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off day, Friday, and then over the weekend as well as we record. But back in the gym long practices three hour practices for doc rivers i believe scheduled to be three it seems like they're wrapping a little bit before that three hour mark but the guys have been getting in really early which i think has been nice to see they're eating breakfast together they're going downstairs they're talking there um y- you know it's, right. it's good to just see that everybody's back in the building that they're very together that they're enjoying training camp um and of course for for reference for those listening we have very limited access to to what goes on in training camp but even when media is let in usually around 15 minutes before practice wraps we're able to watch the way that the guys are running their sets together we seen a little bit of live play we've seen a lot of the of practice breaking down and then the guys separate to shoot sometimes they shoot together um but it does feel that that it's a group that's enjoying their time together even in the limited amount of of time we've been able to see them together so that's something that I think a lot of Sixers fans were really fond of last year's team about it and obviously last year's season didn't end the way that anyone anybody in in the Sixers organization or the city wanted it to but I think one thing that everybody saw was was how strong the team had bonded together and the way that they enjoyed each other and I think in maintaining the same core from last year keeping those good vibe captains uh, by those captains I mean Tobias Harris and Danny Green together Tobias is able to sort of keep everybody together on a deep like spiritual level and then Danny Green is able to keep it light I think the two of them being the core of the leadership group um, is going to really help with with bringing those good vibes into the next season as the goal remains the same and as they look to sort of build upon the disappointments of last season and, and correct some of the errors that they made in the postseason. That's that's also been a big topic of conversation. Uh, prior to the first practice, Doc Rivers and, and a couple guys on the team let us know that they watched the fourth quarter of Game 7 to kick off practice and they watched the little things they could have done differently where they missed out in the margins um I think it's a it's a it's a really good at least for me I would find that extremely motivating to watch that and see how close they were to to moving on but also in certain ways to see where where there's big gains that the team could make so I love the fact that good vibes and good energy remains a priority and they're also taking things really seriously and they're looking themselves in the mirror about how last year went um, to me, there, there's been a lot to like about the tone that's been set in this first week. And when I say an off day on Friday of training camp week, 
no media availability. But guys go in, they shoot, they work out. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know for certain, but I'm sure some people were, were there. You know, it's just if we weren't seeing it, we don't know everything that's going on on those courts, those practice courts. But from what we did see, a lot of talk early and midweek about the blue team, the second team that's been playing together. Uh, and, and we've heard that the white team, which is the starting group so far in camp, got them back a little bit in the most recent practice prior to us talking here, on uh, which was Saturday. But the blue team of Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz, Matisse Thibel, George Niang, and Andre Drummond, the latter two of the new acquisitions to that unit, they got a lot of praise throughout the week. They got a lot of praise, taking it to, of course, the first unit, which newly has included Tyrese Maxey alongside returning starters Seth Curry, Danny Green, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris. And, of course, Doc Rivers clarified at Saturday's media that he's made no decisions on what the units actually look like and who's going to be where at any time. We could see up to four different lineups in the preseason. Correct. Um, And it has, though, been interesting to hear that that second unit has allegedly, reportedly, been really taking it to the first unit. And it reminded me of something that Daryl Morey says a lot. He talks about the fact that a lot of teams have amazing stars. A lot of teams have really exciting young talent, but it's really rare to have both. And I think it's interesting to hear that even in this training camp, and Daryl describes it as the starters or the stars having young people to constantly push them and guys waiting in the wings to take your spots and to take your minutes. And then on the flip side, stars and veterans that are able to teach those guys, those young guys, how to take their minutes. And now we're seeing it in just the first week of training camp. It's been really competitive. It's been exciting for that blue team, that second group to really get in there, get in there early. And and it's cool to also hear that, like you said, new acquisitions, George Niang, Andre Drummond, developing some early chemistry with that group because as we can imagine regardless of who be, who ultimately is the first unit on opening night and who's in that second unit there's going to be a lot of crossover there's going to be a lot of experimentation in these early months and weeks and it's cool to see that experiment a appears to be going well for that group sure there's a lot of things being installed both offensively and defensively and George Niang said at one point training camp is training camp there's things you have to check off the list but the new guys said that the returners on that blue team Shake, Matisse, Furk are so easygoing that that has helped them a lot. Um, so it was cool to see that they've already developed a really good chemistry. Yeah, and that's spot on, I think. In in my experience with those guys, and of course my experience is very different from the experience that they have together on the court, but it is a super laid back, uh, my, not mild mannered, but like just enjoyable, like just, just lovely people. And, and, of course, that has to get onto the court and become, a, like, the killer instinct group right. of people. Um, but I totally understand why in the first week they're vibing really well together. It, it's just a good group of guys that are enjoying each other and are willing to learn. It's interesting that the two new guys are the more veteran guys of the group, mm-hmm. and the three returners are the younger guys. And I think because the the young guys are returners and the new guys are vets. There's a lot of interesting collaboration that can happen there based yep. on the experiences that those guys can have. So it's really cool to hear that they've developed it early chemistry. When Niang said easygoing, that word, that that answer just really stuck out to me. When it comes to the, the white team and thinking about Tyrese Maxey and playing point guard, his best day was apparently Saturday per Doc Rivers and it was getting into the lane, finding open guys, and being more aggressive offensively. So I think that's been a a theme of training camp so far is just establishing not only the sets on both ends of the floor, 
but also the chemistry in terms of moving the ball, passing, and finding open threes. Preseason. Think, go ahead, Lauren. I was first. just going to say my last thought on, on that first unit. Doc Rivers said on at Saturday's practice that, that Saturday was Tyrese's best day. It was also the first unit's best day. So I think that Tyrese obviously is, is going to continue to play a really large role, but as he continues to acclimate, that unit will continue to get better. To me, the first unit having a great day the same day that Tyrese had a strong day makes a lot of sense and is a promising sign still less than a week into their tenure together. Any other takeaways from camp other than your – video of Seth Curry making a million threes in a row from the corner. And what was interesting about that video is that he missed uh, he missed a few and and you could tell that he was a little bit frustrated of course surrounding that video that I put out um, following practice on Saturday. At he Lauren was, M. Rosen by the way. Thanks Murph. He was <laughs> he was frustrated by his performance and to me and clearly to a lot of Sixers fans folks that follow me folks that follow this league they were very impressed by what he was able to do. So a bad day for Seth Curry is still a pretty darn good day for anybody else and it was cool to watch him in his flow I thought it was really interesting to learn that Seth Tyrese and Shake spent a lot of time together in the off season working out together that sort of is is a new thing I think for this group and not necessarily new but of course last off season it was a lot harder for them to get together when everybody was quarantining in their homes Um, but I loved hearing that the three of them worked out together in Dallas which is a hub for them I loved hearing about Matisse and Tobias working out together in San Diego the two of them continuing to grow and, and Tobias continuing to take Matisse under his wing and, and teach him new things. I think it's cool that this is a group that likes each other enough that they're getting together in the offseason too. And that's something that shouldn't be underestimated. It, it is a group that enjoys each other. They're rallying together. They're excited to have the new guys in the fold and the veterans returning and the people who signed their new contracts. I love hearing Joel Embiid, and this was in my one-on-one interview. This was not in media availability, but talking about the way that he advised advised the guys that were free agents, so specifically talking about Furkan Korkmaz and Danny Green, but then celebrated their return. So Joel said to Furk that he wanted him to go get as much money as he could and be as successful as he could, but that he was really happy when those two goals sort of met in the middle because Furk, of course, wanted to return to the Sixers, as did Danny Green. They were both able to do it. Joel Embiid happy about it. There's a lot of good a, a lot of good juju flowing uh, between different groups and, and different relationships that, to be honest, I didn't know that Furkan and Joel had a, had a strong connection like that and it was cool to hear about it so continuing to hear about the the developing partnerships mentorship menteeship going on on this team is definitely going to be something that I'm excited to continue watching and that trio of Seth Curry Shake Milton and Tyrese the Dallas trio there is some high level of competition when it comes to three-point shooting after practice amongst the three of them trying to outdo one another Uh, but I did promise the preseason schedule Monday if you're listening to this, maybe not. It might even be the day of the game if you're listening to it on time. But if you're listening to it after, the, the preseason will have kicked off with a game at Toronto on um, Monday the 4th. And then Thursday, a home game versus Toronto. Monday, October 11th versus Brooklyn. And rounding out the preseason slate Friday, October 15th at Detroit. With some of the things we've talked about in mind, what are some things that you're going to be looking for, that fans should be looking for in the preseason? Because some of the veterans might not play every game, but Tyrese Maxey is probably near the top of the list for players and storylines to watch. 
Yeah, I'm excited about preseason for the same reason I was I was excited about training camp. It's interesting to see where a group starts and, and where they're able to get. Doc Rivers talked about being excited to see where the guys were mentally. That's something that he put out on Media Day. And, of course, he has a much closer view than we do of how the guys are doing mentally. But from our sort of a step-back vantage point, it, it does look like they're in a strong mental space. I'm excited to see how that goes when they go, get to go out on the road together and spend more time together between the lines. Um, you alluded to it, Doc Rivers said on, on Saturday, that – his veterans, his starters, we don't expect them to play in every preseason game. My favorite was what he said about Danny Green. He said, Danny absolutely won't play in every preseason game. Maybe none. I thought that was a funny <laughs> little joke to sweet Danny Green, who is always working hard, but of course has earned his stripes and has earned to to maybe not participate in, in any serious, serious heavy minutes in these first preseason games. And that's why preseason is so exciting. We get to see hopefully a lot more minutes for the young guys, get to see some Jaden Springer and see Paul Reed and see guys that we're not going to see as much of during the regular season. So for me, I think it's about continuing to, to watch how the group grows together and how those bonds continue to flow. I'm excited to watch that second unit that we've heard a lot of good stuff about, but I've only probably seen a, a sum total of like three minutes of, of live play with that group. So excited to watch them play together. And then my, just because I'm a basketball nerd and, and because I'm so in the trenches with this specific team really excited to see heavy minutes for guys that we might not see play heavy minutes in the regular season like to see those guys get some chance uh uh, to run out there and play with play with their teammates summer league was fun and now it's the the actual roster as opposed to a summer league team that's composed of some players who are not currently with the sixers anymore but it will be fun to see the young guys get some extended run in the preseason, which is now upon us, and it's a, a normal 82-game season again. So if Danny Green's not playing in the, the preseason, there's plenty of time throughout an 82-game season to kind of find your footing, find your rhythm, and, and get through your routine early in the regular season as well. We teased it a little bit. The Media Day one-on-ones from Studio 76 here, you and I talking to everybody on the roster, plus Doc Rivers, plus... Others, they were a lot of fun. They're available, like you said, on the Sixers official YouTube channel. They're also available in podcast form here on 76ers Insiders with more set to be released. But let's give some of those Easter eggs or some of those moments that stood out to you, the interviewer, um, when it comes to ones that are already out with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and and help me out with Doc Rivers, Furkan Korkmaz. Andre Drummond. Um, Danny Green, that's the group that's been released, but there's another group of, of interviews that's going to come out next week. I'm sure those listening can imagine what type of player might be included uh, in that second round of releases. But yeah, really cool to, to sit down with the guys and, and have them one-on-one and, and be able to ask some deeper, more meaningful questions. Um, my favorite question, I'm biased, it was my question, so I probably sound annoying saying that, but my favorite question that I asked was advice to their younger selves. Because I learned a lot, and, and I think that these guys have a lot of young fans and it's been a hard couple of years for a lot of people. Like I am never one to turn away advice at this point in 2021. So cool to hear how the guys would talk to their younger selves. And and I asked the same question of doc and and Daryl Morey and Elton brand. And it was cool to hear everybody sort of reflect on, on their path to where they had gotten today. So that probably was my favorite stuff that we talked about from a meaningful perspective and then there are also some easter eggs that you guys are going to find in the podcast versions um we did superlatives with the team got to ask some fun light not serious questions um the sixers released a compilation of of the guys answering who would you 
trust to cook for you? That was one of my favorite questions, but there's a longer list that are that are buried in those podcasts. So definitely make sure you're checking out those 76ers Insiders podcasts. More of them are to come in the next few days and weeks ahead of the season opener. What about you? What was your favorite? One, listeners might have seen that compilation of the cooking question. If you want more of that type of content, everyone that we interviewed answered those superlatives a lot of them, not just who would you want to cook for you. So that's available here on this feed as, as a podcast, including with Joel Embiid answering more than just who would you like to, or who do you think would be the best cook on the team. The other thing is I forgot to ask the 15 year old self question to any of the players that I interviewed. So some point throughout the year, <laughs> I will have to ask advice to their younger self for Paul I also Reed, give, Isaiah Joe, and company. <laughs> I tried to give freedom in terms of what age you spoke to. With Danny, yeah. I, I offered Danny a chance to give advice to his rookie self. I asked Doc to give advice to his first-year head coach self. Jaden, if I asked Jaden to give advice to his 15-year-old self, well, that was only three years ago. So we tried to space it out based on the age and, and the place they were in their careers. And, of course, because we're, we're talking about the questions that we asked, um, feedback always super welcome from those of you who listen. If you're still listening, it means you're a real one. It means that you're engaged with us and always want to hear your feedback. So hit the DMs, hit the mentions, at Lauren M. Rosen, at Matt underscore Murphy 04. What you guys want to hear from the guys, because that, at the end of the day, is the job, is making sure you guys are getting the content that you want so i mean it when i say it please please send any feedback you guys have when i talk to shake milton i think something to look for listen for there is him talking about his kobe's and tobias harris also being a guy who wears kobe's and how their whole situation goes with which pairs shake gets from tobias or in some cases steals from Tobias. They have the same size feet. That's an important (laughs) thing to know. They have the same size feet and they have the same shoe preference. Tobias, of course, has access to maybe a couple more uh, colorways and versions of the similar shoes that they both like than Shake has access to. And and my understanding is that Tobias has been generous with his with his extras uh, up until this point. Shake did did light up when I brought it up. So he was excited about it. Always love hearing that type of color. So those are in those (laughs) one on ones. Definitely check them out Um, again. YouTube Sixers or right here 76ers insiders anything else Mark? media day is in the books training camp practices officially are i think different teams classify training camp differently now that i've worked for multiple teams some some teams say training camp is like a three-week experience that leads up to the first game of the regular season the way i'm thinking about it is training camp is in the books as of this morning we're recording this on a sunday before the first preseason game game marks the beginning of the preseason and then the regular season marks the beginning of the regular season but some i guess would consider and now we're really getting into the minutiae preseason as part of training camp take it however you'd like (laughs) They will still practice at some point. Correct, <laughs> it just correct. Might not it's be. just preseason practices to me, not training right. practices. Right. Yeah. And the preseason's here, so it is upon us. That's all I've got. It's going to be fun to cover the preseason games. We'll get right back in the flow of game previews, game recaps, podcasts, all of it. It is that time of year, so we appreciate everybody out there for following along, and we're looking forward to talking to them. We are looking forward to it very much indeed. I am off to Toronto. I will be covering this one in person. And, and so if you listen to this in time, but the game still hasn't happened, if you have questions or, or content that you're hoping to see on the road, always send it my way. Merck, thanks for doing this. I'm pumped. Thank you. I'm pumped also. And I mentioned podcasts related to games, which are here. If you're not already following the other feed, 76ers Scoop is a daily 
bite-sized podcast, three to five minutes long, that either previews a game or recaps a game. So check that out. Search 76ers Scoop. As always, thank you for listening to the 76ers Podcast Network. See ya.